Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is December 10th. We're exactly 15 days away from Christmas. What's up, Al? What's going on? What's up, Al, man? Since uh, the last time we recorded this podcast or our podcast, um, we played against, uh, what about, uh, I want to say like three teams, Houston, Golden State, Sacramento, and uh, man, this road trip so far has been rough, super rough. You know what's funny? We we predicted both of us two wins. We predicted a win against Houston, a win against Sacramento, and we, um, I did say Houston and Sacramento. We yeah, were we close, kind of, but not really. Kinda, <laughs> one eighteen and one sixteen loss against Houston. That was that was actually a a a closer game than um, definitely I was expecting. I I expected for us to blow out the Rockets. That wasn't the case. Lost against Golden State, 126-95, and and then lost against Sacramento, 142-130. How hard was it for you to stay up for these games? Actually, it wasn't, man, because I'm so used to just wanting to watch the games and and just seeing what happens, seeing the players develop. Like I'm all for it. Um, And I'm a late sleeper as it is. I I can never go to sleep before midnight, 1 in the morning, just watching TV, whatever it may be. Um, for the wife, it was difficult because normally we're watching TV series, movies, something. And now she's watching the magic get blown out by 30. So that wasn't quite fun for her, but she put up with it. Yeah, we should try and see how easy this is with like kids. And we should revisit this topic you know, once, <laughs> once babies are involved. It's, it's man, I tried, bro. I tried like the Sacramento game. It was 11 o'clock, almost 11, 1130. And it was still like but the end of the second quarter, it was rough, bro. Yeah. Staying up late. And you know, big shout out to the people that live like across the seas, like international, while watching this game at two, three, four o'clock in the morning, because that's, that is tough. I really, I tried. I tried. I, I made it to like the third quarter, and then I had to finish watching the game on demand the following day. Um, but it's it's difficult, man. These road trips are are tough. So it's, it's tough to, you know, stay late to watch these game and it makes it even worse you know with these blowouts the blowouts doesn't make it easier especially against you know struggling sacramento kings the only good thing was for me was like i kept hoping that we would come back so, okay sacramento they're gonna go cold we'll make it we'll make it interesting houston wasn't that bad i think that game started at eight o'clock so that wasn't too bad so that's what kept me kind of tuned in but we got the Lakers coming up on Sunday. I don't know how that will go. Uh, the Clippers, an early game, 3 o'clock. So thankfully, the last couple of games won't be as bad. But yeah, man, whenever it's a road trip in the West Coast, it's never easy for us uh, East Coast people. No, not at all. Not at all. All right. So for today's episode, we are going to jump into some fan questions. So we're going to dive into our mailbag and then we're going to try out this new segment called This or That. But before we get into those topics, um, I thought it'd be a really good idea to start off this episode talking about um, a question. This one actually comes from Jeff Wellgod. Um, and he asked um, if each player on our team was a superhero which one would each be? Now, we're not going to go through every single player, but Al and I, we did pick a couple of, of ones that we want to discuss. And we haven't told each other, you know, what superhero to what player we would attach and, and why. So this should definitely be interesting. So with that being said, Al, I'm going to let you go first. 
All righty. So I'm going to start with player number 15, Michael Mulder. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I saw your face like, wait, what? <laughs> you scared, scared me for a second. No, let's right. not do that. Let's be serious now. Uh, Wendell Carter, for me, automatically when I think of him, I think of the Hulk. I think it's been something that the Magic have branded also uh, a little bit. But it does, man. The way when he dunks the ball, when he makes an aggressive play, his reactions, he's built tough. Uh, automatically, just I think of the Hulk. So that was an easy one for me. Um Number two for me, Cole Anthony. I think of Iron Man when I think of Cole Anthony. Interesting. Why do you say Iron Man? And the reason is he's the heart of the team, in my opinion, both on the court and off the court. He's an outspoken, born leader and someone who holds himself accountable and to high standards and expects others to measure up. I went deep on this one. Wow. I I feel like that was an interview response. Doesn't Iron Man have a heart problem? (laughs) Um, well, he has the, the, what is it called? Uh, mechanically created, what do you want to call it? The, the, the heart that he created for himself. Yeah. Um, that's so an I interesting like, choice. I feel like Cole, Cole has the heart, man. He has the heart. For, he, he wears on his sleeve every single night. And I think, I don't know. I think for me, the part that made it more real was the part about how high he thinks of himself and how he wants others around him to be great. Like he doesn't want to do anything half-assed. He said it that on, on the podcast this week with Dante and, and, uh, and George, um, the pod squad. He's like, if you're going to do something, do it right. And you know, in my opinion, I can be a star in this league. I'm going to try it. So I think it related to me to Iron Man a little bit. I like that you chose Iron Man. So I, for Cole, I selected Batman slash Iron Man. Just depending on, for those who are DC fans or, or Marvel fans, I give you two of them. Um, The reason why I selected Batman as a primary one for him is because when I when I view Cole Anthony, I view Cole Anthony as an individual who, for lack of a better way of describing it, someone that doesn't have superpowers. And what I mean by that is he's not six foot seven. He doesn't have a crazy wingspan. You know, he's he's six foot three. And that's kind of pushing it a little bit. Yeah. You know, this is a, a individual and this is. You know, some of the reasons why people like, you know, Steph Curry so much is that he's he's a smaller guy and people are able to relate to him a little bit more. So you have a player that doesn't have the superpowers, right? But he has all these gadgets that make him powerful. Uh, he's he he's athletic and can jump out of the gym. You know, he's he's quick with the dribble, like things of that nature. He's he's a leader in his own right, but he's a badass. Like he doesn't need to be six foot eight to drop thirty on your head. He doesn't need to do any of that, but he's still able to really do damage to the opposition. So that's part of the reason why I selected um, Batman. The reason why I also added Iron Man is same thing. You know, Iron Man is is not a typical superhero. He doesn't have the superpowers. You know, he has the gadgets to make him do that. Um, and then also to kind of add a little bit, you know, coming from a rich family, dad playing in the NBA, kind of already has that money and still wants to go out there and, and bust people's ass is, is part of the reason why I selected Batman and Iron Man. So there's a collection. Oh, and fun fact, Batman, how tall would you think Batman is? Six, two-ish? I give you, I give you the answer. I would kind of let you to it. <laughs> yeah, Cole Anthony and Batman, they're more or less the same height. 
Oh, there you go. There you go. No, but I like the connection to his dad and, you know, came from money a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. I like that. I put, I put a little thought into it also. See? All right. My next one, my last one, Franz. So, Franz Wagner. I think of Captain America for him. That's a good one. And this is why. Good looking kid. I mean, uh, I, I can't front. Guy's a good looking kid. Captain America wears a mask. He looks, eh, he, lo- he looks kind and kind of shy. When you first look at him, like, oh, this kid can't play ball. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, he's one of the toughest kids out there. And again, so tough and passionate. But the most important thing for me is the magic front office have transformed France from wow. a frail young man wow. into a perfect specimen for the team. Wow. The first, event, the first adventure. That's clever. I like the, I like the wordplay. The wordplay is impressive. I like how you connected the two. It only took me not about bad. It, took, it took me about an hour to get it together, but <laughs> <laughs> not 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 bad. I feel like you just recently watched the Captain America movie. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Because that didn't even cross my mind once. I I thought of definitely Captain America for Franz, and just because it it fits it fits the part, it fits the mold. I so believe. you got two that you haven't told me. I'm intrigued. I got two. Well, you only did one. You did in multiple. Well, the front, the front Wagner. I also put Captain America, but I really didn't have a good reasoning for it. I just, I just think that if you were to take a Captain America costume, you know, out of everyone on the roster, you know, he probably would fit the costume. Um, And then I was thinking of R.J. Hampton, and to me, the superhero that kind of stands out to me that would match R.J. Hampton would be Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. I think they kind of. They're kind of linky. I don't know why I thought of the Flash. You think? Just oh, super fast, yeah, man. You're, I super guess fast. you're right. That's such a better one. Why didn't you say that one? <laughs> Spider-Man. I, Spider-Man just got retired. Yes. So Spider-Man I like your, to me. I like your was, response. I thought of Spider-Man for either J.I. or Mo Bamba. The wingspan, super length. Yeah, that, that's just kind of what came to mind. But it was kind of too boring for me. The other three I kind of liked better. Yeah, no, nah, I like I like that one better. Flash, Flash definitely, 100%. Fast on the court. I get it. It matches. And then yeah. someone that I really wanted to kind of put into a mold was also Rolo. But it's more for aesthetically. I mean, it's the closest thing that you got to maybe an Aquaman with, with the hair. And that's it. That's it. This one, this one was a tougher question than I thought. <laughs> it was. So shout out to uh, Jeff Wolcott for, for putting us to work today. Because, man, like I said, I did spend about 30 minutes just thinking of superheroes and who matches who? So a lot of work went into this one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's jump into the next mailback question. So this one's coming from A underscore Johnson, 1308 on Twitter, where he ask, it looks like Cole, Wendell Carter Jr., and Franz are locks for the future. What are your thoughts, and who else would you add on to that? They are the only reason why I'm excited about what has happened this season, to be honest with you, like nobody is excited about the fact that we are five and 21. Mark hasn't seen the court yet. Neither has J.I. But I can tell you one thing, man. One thing that has been positive about, out of all this is we may have found our scoring guard that we've craved for so many years in Orlando. We may have found a solid center to replace Vooch, who was idolized here as that center, as a, as a solid piece. And France, man, again, like I just said a few minutes ago with, with the whole Captain America thing, this kid came out of nowhere and became a perfect fit for this team. And better than that, he's become a scoring source that 
nobody expected. So now when our team gets healthy, J.I., Markel, the rest of the guys, you now have a really solid young core of guys that you may have now five guys that deserve to be on the court 30 minutes plus a night because they've earned it. A few months ago, I couldn't have said that. I did not know who Wendell Carter was going to become. Cole Anthony, we didn't know what he was going to be after a rough offseason in summer league and preseason. And then uh, France, we all thought it was a mistake drafting him. So I agree 100%. I think these are three guys that we have here that are part of our core and are here to stay for quite a while. Yeah, so when I when I look at it, Cole, Wendell, and Franz, they're definitely the uh, the bright spots for us. And if you're looking at, because when, when you're talking about locks for the future, you're in essence saying that these are your core guys. This, this is the core of the Orlando Magic. Um, and I, I agree to it to an extent. The extent is I've already convinced myself that I'm not, uh, everyone's getting anxious I'm not worried about Markel and Jonathan Isaac. When they come back, they come back. To me, in my opinion, it's a bonus. We've gone so long without these dudes that it's it's it is what it is, and what it is is the players that we have on the court that can actually do something. Mm-hmm. And whatever ends up being added to that is a bonus, is a plus. So yeah, I think Cole, Wendell, and Franz are are a lock, a huge lock. Now, who would I add to that list? How are we not saying Jalen Suggs is not a part of that list? This is your this is your mar this is your marquee draft pick. Franz is doing amazing. He is balling out. I still believe that at the end of it, Jalen Suggs will have the higher ceiling. Franz is playing better right now, immediately. Mm -hmm. And I think that Franz is gonna be I mean, he's already his rookie impact is already so great that he's only going to get better. He's obviously way more comfortable out there. He can obviously impact the game right now. But I think Jalen Suggs is someone that, and I know that a lot of people, they're already, I don't want to say giving up on him, but they're not getting what they expected. And I think their expectation is he should be playing as good as Franz is playing, and Franz should be playing as good as Jalen Suggs is playing. That's not what we got. And that's okay. They're rookies, man. But I think that when you take a look at the core that we have, I think this is an amazing core for any basketball team. Like If you forget about Mark Hill and Jonathan Isaac, you still look at these guys and, and think to yourself, man, you still got really great pieces to kind of build around. And then when it's time for these guys to come back, then it's going to elevate us way more. Talent does increase. But in my opinion, I'm not thinking about that right now. I definitely think that these are are the guys that are locked in the future, and I can't see them being in any discussions, being moved anytime soon, unless it's something that's wild. And I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I think, of course, so this list, I would only add, of course, Fultz and J.I. I think those are the two guys that you you want to add. So that, that puts five guys, in my opinion, and Suggs. I think Suggs has to go in there. So you got really six guy in my, guys, in my opinion, that are part of this core that are like this is this is the guys that you can't move. You're not really looking to trade. Everyone else, I think, is 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 game. I mean, I love RJ Hampton. I think he can be a solid player down the road. He needs a little more developing. Um, the game has to slow down a little bit more for him. But if there's a trade out there where you got to trade Chuma, RJ, whatever else, 
I'm not going to fight it if you can get a good player. Um, and then again, we have way too many young guys as it is. If you give me this six as that core, and then everybody else is kind of available, I'm cool with that. Because again, you're never going to win by having 10 young guys on your team. It's not going to happen. At some point, you have to make moves. And I think those six guys I just mentioned are part of that core that, that's here to stay, I think. I agree. I agree. All right. So this next one comes from Old Town for Life One on Twitter, where he asks, I think the fan base was lied to about both Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac, and the tank has been on from the start. Curious how you guys are feeling about it, especially with recent losses to Sack and Houston. Do you think that this was the, the big master plan? Do you feel like we have been lied to? What are your thoughts? So you know what? I really have. I, I really haven't thought that way. Uh, I think simply things haven't worked out again for us. The guys are still hurt. They want to be really careful. 100% agree with that. And that's the way the Magic do things. Until, like I said earlier, Cole Anthony went on the pod squad this week. And they asked him about the season so far, how things are going. What, is he, what are his thoughts? And he made reference to, you know, man, we're not going to win this year. Winning is, he didn't say it wasn't the priority. But he also didn't, didn't make it seem like winning was a priority. He didn't make it seem like, they're trying to win games. And I'm like, wait, this is a call Anthony who last season was fighting with people on social media about we're going to win. I don't want to hear about tanking. I'm like, what changed? This sounds different. Coach mostly, they lose a game. You never see him kind of upset and mad and say, man, like we should have won this game. Uh, no, I feel like it's being embraced in a way, the losing and tanking, what do you want to call it, tanking or not? It's just acceptable, I think, this season, uh, which is, again, I don't think any team intentionally does it this early, but I don't think they're fighting it either. So I don't know if we relied or not about J.I. Markel, but I will say they're not trying too hard to get them on the court to win games. That's a, It's an interesting point because Cole Anthony has that, that winning mentality of wants to win, very vocal, and you're right. I remember Coy Anthony and RJ Hampton making those comments towards the end of the season that they're planning on trying to win every single game that they can. Um, do I think that we were lied to? No, I don't think that we were lied to. I think they made it abundantly clear that the focus, the goal for this season was development. And development has a lot to do with uh, building the right habits. It's about competing doesn't necessarily have to be winning and i think that what people are confusing is man we got a lot of really young core pieces we got markel and jonathan isaac the minute that we get markel and jonathan isaac back then we're going to go on a run and then we're going to make it to the playing tournament like well, slow down a little bit because all right let's say these guys do come back they're not going to immediately make us or we're not going to immediately go on a 7 8 10 15 20 game winning streak it's not going to happen it's going to take a minute for them to be able to adjust to the the coaching staff it's going to take them a minute to adjust to the players it's going to take them a minute to adjust to cole anthony mm -hmm. like everything is running through this man right now um i don't think that we're lied to i think that us losing as much as we're losing and i think that it's, it's one thing to tank is another thing to accept the reality mm -hmm. and the accept the reality is we're going to lose everybody all the the quote-unquote experts had us remember in the beginning of the season espn had us dead last mm -hmm. 
I, I haven't checked the standings. I'm not sure if we are dead last or not, but our record is terrible. If we're not dead last, we're we're sniffing it for sure. So I don't we think are. we're lied to. I think that was it's the it's the expectation. It's it's reality. Yeah, we are half a game ahead of uh, Detroit. Well, not ahead, I guess, but next to last in the East by half a game. Detroit has five, uh, four wins. We have five. Um, what I will say though. The GI situation, I know we talk about this, it feels like every week, but that's the only thing I feel strange about. Again, are they just saving him? They're like, hey, you take your sweet time. We don't need you. We, we're going to try to embrace. I don't know. But, that's, but, but, man. but here's, here's, my, here's my thing about that is you can't say that to Jonathan Isaac. You can't say that, hey, we're not going to play you because we want to lose. You can't, thing. You, you don't have a professional conversation in that manner. It's impossible. You can't, especially when you have Jonathan Isaac that in certain comments or in things that he's actually said is, if it's my choice, I'd be playing right now. Exactly. It's obviously not his choice. He wants to play. Markel Fultz wants to play. They're not sitting on the bench watching these guys play in day in and day out, just chilling because the team wants to tank because... Cole Anthony, this NBA draft, saw the Orlando Magic draft a point guard. Yep. You mean to tell me that that didn't bother him a little bit? It bothered, it bothered Greg Anthony? Yep. <laughs> no, that's the thing. NBA players don't tank. They don't tank. Front offices tank. And that's really important that people understand that. Is the losing accepted? I don't think it's accepted. I just think that it's expected. And it's kind of like, all right, we lost. What can we learn from this game? How can we improve the team? How can we improve these players individually? All right, let's go out there and let's try it again and let's make small little adjustments. But no, I don't think we're lied to. I'm, I'm, I had maybe higher hopes. I had a little more optimism than what our, our, our record indicates. But in reality, it's where we at. Yeah, I think the reason for that is we we expected to see Ji back by now, so we were thinking, hey, yeah. if Ji was back by now, I think we would have won at least a couple more games. Markel was about to start joining the team again, so now you have the whole squad. So that's not happening anytime soon. I mean, we don't know officially, but like you said, I don't think we were lied to. There's just some funky stuff going on in the background that we don't know about. Yeah, and you, and you know what I'm really interested in seeing is really documenting like how much of an impact Markel and Jonathan Isaac really have like how many games have we played in total 26 26 all right so let's say that they come back let's say 35 game 35 let's just say throw a random number out there it would be curious to see or compare the first 35 games of the season with 35 games after that with Jonathan Isaac and Mark Hill and without and really see the difference. Do I think that we will win more games? Absolutely. Our, our team would definitely be more talented, but it will still be good to see the the comparison. Yeah, because I mean, right now it won't be hard. Just keep this in mind. We're next to last or last in every offensive category out there except three-point attempts. So we do well. We, we take a lot of threes. Um, so I think it'll be fun just to compare the first 26, first 35, whatever it may be, to 
the following 35 and 36 when, when Markel and G.I. are back. Because again, I think they're going to have a major impact. But also, don't forget, the schedule gets a lot easier. We play a lot more home games in the second half of the season. So I think that will have a major impact. So that's why I think you may see the Magic not be as bad as we think they're, they are right now um, once that happens. But you never know. They might trade the veterans, and then what happens at that point? Who knows? It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, people are all upset about the Magic losing right now, and then when it comes around closer to the end of the season, they're upset that we start winning games. <laughs> it's kind of like a never-ending cycle of being an Orlando Magic fan. All right, right, this next question comes from Joshua Richard 19 underscore on Instagram, where he asks, would you include everyone but Fultz, Cole, Suggs, or Franz in a trade for Levert or Sabonis? Um, so if you've been kind of reading the news, Indiana Pacers, is, it was reported that um, they're open to kind of blowing it up and they are looking to see what they can get in return for Levert, Sabonis, um, and also Miles Turner. Are, do any of those players interest you? Um, I've heard people on Twitter talk about Miles Turner saying like, he'll be a great fit here. We're going to solidify the center position. My yeah. argument is... Wendell Carter, you're signing an amazing deal, like a steal of a contract, and he's putting up good numbers. Now, he's not the shot blocker that Miles Turner is, but everything else he can do pretty well comparable to him. So I wouldn't really see that as a, as a positive for us. Um, I'm a big fan, have been for years, of Caris LeVert. I've, I've wanted a kid here that can score points in, in bunches, that can score down the stretch when it matters most. But guess what? Injuries. We now have Cole Anthony, who is kind of playing that role. He's putting in the ball in the basket when it matters most, scoring over 20 points a night. Um, so, But then again, he's a nice shooting guard, nice length, can play the three. I wouldn't mind him for the right contract. And by that, I mean, I'm sorry, for the right value. So if you tell me that all it takes is trading maybe Terrence Ross or Gary Harris, expiring contract, maybe a young guy like maybe Chuma or I don't know who, and a second round pick for him, I'm, I'm down for that. Because it's a, it's a young guy still, I think he's 27 years old, can definitely score in bunches, and the Magic need offense. Again, next to last in every category offensively. So I wouldn't mind that. Add him to J.I., Markel, the rest of the gang. I think they'll be, they'll be amazing. But the other two guys, again, I'm not sold on just because we have so much talent at, at the forward position right now. It will take trading J.I., France, or sucks, in my opinion, to get Sabonis in Orlando. And I don't think we should do that. NFL fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook is not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action. Everyone can play for huge cash prices all season long for DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TVPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, 
New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's crazy that we drafted him. Yep. And we traded him for... Nothing. Well, I guess T. Ross. <laughs> yeah, we got Terrence Ross out of it. I don't know, man. I think Sabonis would be the only one that I'd be interested in. Levert, there, there's too many things medically that concerns me. Uh, Sabonis has... He's under contract four years, $74 million. So contract-wise, you know, a Wendell Carter and Gary Harris would definitely get it done. Would Indiana do that deal? Probably not. Um, but he's he's a six foot eleven big man that can really do a lot of really good things on the court, and he's already a proven all star. Right, he made an all star game, right? He did, right? Yep. One time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how if you have an opportunity to get a player like that, why not? Twenty five years old, still fits in that age group with Markel and Jonathan Isaac. I guess you really have to decide what direction uh, you want to go. Right now, we have a direction. Choosing to go that direction makes us immediately older because now, to me, it's you trade a player like DeMontis, uh, DeMontis Sabonis. You're, you're trying to win now. Yep. The Magic still don't necessarily have, quote-unquote, that, that, that guy, that one player. Cole Anthony's playing crazy. I mean, we took a look at the stats um, earlier today, and he's averaging 20.3 points per game off a 0.512 field goal percentage like this dude is really balling out we haven't had a guard play that well since penny hardaway back in 94 so the fact that you have an opportunity to get a player like that could you say no but is that really the direction that these guys are are trying to go to they took a huge step back are they really willing to take a big step forward because at the end of the day, we've talked about this before. We got a lot of young pieces, like a lot. And it's really hard to develop everybody because there's only five players that can play on that court at one time. There's only one basketball. That's right. So how much time are you going to really develop on these players without hurting developing of those players? So I don't know. It's interesting, but if if that was something that the team is really looking at, not saying that there are, there's been zero reports that they are interested in those players. I'm just saying that the only one that I would be interested in would be Sabonis. Yeah, it's the only one that kind of makes sense. Again, my only thing is you would then have to trade either Wendell or Mobamba for sure in that package. Um, just because, again, you, you're going to have way too many big guys on top of J.I., Chuma as it is. So you would have to package some of these young guys to make that deal work and clear up some some playing time for him. Because, again, J.I., we know it's a, it's a, it's a four in this league at this point. So he is going to play the four whenever he comes back. Um, but, yeah, I think he's the only one that makes sense. But quick follow-up question to you. Would you trade Fultz, Cole, Suggs, or Franz in any deal right now? No. Okay. Because I wouldn't either. No. Just making Hell sure. No. Yeah, you No. No. Just making sure. <laughs> Can't say no again? No. There you go. <laughs> it's it's the ceiling is way too high on every single one of those players to even think about it. Franz was a complete steal and you don't throw away steals. Cole Anthony was another steal and you don't give away steals. Like you don't do that. 
Coy Anthony has, we had read the report also, I can't remember who posted it, but um, they were saying that as of right now, statistically, Coy Anthony is the most improved player in the NBA. That's right. Statistically. So what that tells you is. What more more do you want Coy Anthony to do? Nothing. And and don't forget, like you said earlier, we haven't had an electric guard like this with this type of numbers, man. Steve Francis ended a season like this, but. I say at the age that he is, Penny Hardaway. So you, you don't you don't see this very often. You cannot, and I repeat, you cannot trade a guy like this. Can I say no again? No. Go ahead. There you None go. of those players. None. No. All right. So now we're going to get into our this or that segment. Now, this is a new segment that we're doing. And pretty much Al came up with these amazing, wonderful scenarios. And he's giving us two, two scenarios, this or that. And we're going to choose which one we believe is more likely to happen. So the very first one, Cole Anthony to end the season averaging 20 points per game or more, or Jalen Suggs coming back from the injury strong and finishing the season in the top five of the rookie ladder. I'll let you start on this one. Awesome. Cole Anthony, 20 points a game. I see it happening. It's happening now. I don't think that towards the end of the season, He's going to get worse. I think it's going to only get better. The only way that I kind of see him not averaging that 20 points per game is if Jalen Suggs starts playing where we want him to play um, or if Markel coming back and Jonathan Isaac coming back kind of takes a little bit off his plate. That's the only way I, I don't see it. But I, I kind of I kind of feel like, you know, Cole Anthony has already gotten a taste of what that level of, of elite performances um, looks like, feels like, tastes like that I don't see him slowing down and I don't want him to slow down. I really honestly think that he could be, you know, that, that guy for us. Um, so more than likely I'm shooting the ladder with uh, Cole Anthony. I really think that him averaging the 20 points per game is way more likely than Jalen Suggs coming back from the injury and finishing the season in top five rookie ladder. What about you? I think so, too. My, my only concern is, like you mentioned, once J.I. and Markel come back, Jalen Sucks is back, will he still be able to attempt, what is he attempting now, 16 shots a game? Um, I hope so, because I think he's proven that he can score 20 points a night, and I think the game will become easier with better talent around him. So if anything, he'll be open more. He'll be able to, to, to pump fake and go to the basket easier because they got to stay on their man. So I think it's realistic. I just wonder if he's selfish enough to say welcome back to the team but i'm still getting mines like i i'm intrigued by how that's gonna play out but i still think that that will be the case that um he'll average over 20 points a game i couldn't agree more all right this next one knowing what we know now do you wish that the orlando magic had drafted scotty barnes to possibly pair with franz wagner at the forward position or are you still satisfied with drafting jalen suggs Oof, this is a tough one because, again, knowing what we know, right? So here's Scotty Barnes averaging 16 points a night, eight rebounds, four assists, a couple of blocks, highlight plays. Imagine that next to Franz Wagner. Like, that's a lot of hype. But realistically, that would not be the Scotty Barnes that would be seen in Orlando, being real. Uh, I, I don't think he would have the room to, to grow as much as he has done in Toronto. He's been given basically the keys, like saying, hey, take 12, 14 shots a game. That wouldn't happen in Orlando, I feel, right away. And we have guys 
in place that would take his minutes at the moment. Again, whether that's Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, uh, G.I. when he comes back, Chuma. So I don't think he will be playing 34 minutes a night like he's playing for the Raptors right now. So in a realistic world, I still think Jalen Suggs is our pick. He fits our roster a little bit better. And he's going to shine eventually. Uh, again, be patient. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I can't see the Magic drafting Scotty Barnes and Franz. Um, you know, they, they were, there were talks that the Orlando Magic had promised Franz Wagner um, drafting him at eight. Um, but I, I was always under the assumption that the only reason why we drafted Franz was because Scotty wasn't available at four. So it, it makes me, it makes me wonder. It really does make me wonder. I don't, I don't think I, it, so my question to you, I'm going to kick it right back to you. Mm-hmm. If you could only dra- if you can only have one player, forget the draft pick, the player in general. If you can only have one player, would you rather have Scotty Barnes or Franz Wagner? In the Magic, I still say Franz Wagner is a better fit. Long I do term, also. Long term and at the moment. Now, the things that we've always talked about Scotty Barnes is the fact that he was very versatile. Can really play one through four, possibly one through five, just depending on the scenario. But he was a big man that can really handle the basketball, get teammates involved, very animated and very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not emotional. Emotional? Energetic. Let's go with energetic. An energetic type player. Uh, very Draymond Greenish like in some regards. Um, I still would have went with Franz. Maybe not then. Not, I'm not talking about the night of, of draft night. Give me Scotty Barnes all day. But knowing what we know now, I would still go with Franz. I really like Franz. And I and I think that the outcome that we had um, is, is still okay. I, I still want Jalen Suggs. And I, I still think that people are way too quick to kind of give up on him. And I don't think that people fully have. But fans are vocal and, and you know, they're voicing their opinions and their frustrations. And there's a lot of that. And a lot of that is warranted. But I still think that the Magic end up winning with drafting Suggs and Wagner. Because, yeah. again, nobody expected Wagner to do anything that he's doing right now. So there's a plus. And I, I keep saying this, man. Remember Cole Anthony last season. At this time, people were saying the same things. This kid cannot hold on to the ball. He cannot shoot. Same things we were saying about Suggs before he got hurt. So be patient. I really, really think towards the end of the season, you'll see a different Jalen Suggs. And they're treating him the same way they treated Cole last season. They're having him with the coaches, giving him assignments. What are you seeing out there? That's the same way that they did with Cole last year when he hurt his rib. So he's learning, even though he's not playing. And I think that's going to help him a lot when he gets back on the court, especially as a point guard. Like, you need to know the game. You need to know where guys are going to be. Time on the bench, watching the team, learning the plays, it's only going to help him. Yeah. And um, just to kind of touch on the point that you said about Scotty Barnes, if the Magic would have had Scotty Barnes and Franz, I, I don't think that we would have the Franz that we have now. No. Because I think that maybe Scotty Barnes might outshine Franz a little bit, in a sense. And the fact that they play uh, similar positions would make it really difficult as well. Because right now, Franz Wagner is averaging about 30, 32 minutes a game for the Magic. Mm-hmm. So Scotty Barnes could have played those minutes here. 
because he he would definitely I think still impact a lot on the court. So back to kind of like the debate, I I would still I would definitely stick with Franz over over Scotty. I like Franz, sweet Franz. All right, this next one. The magic to continue to lose and develop young players in the process, which will result in a possible top draft pick, or the magic to go on a winning streak once fully healthy. So I'm, I'm going to kind of change this a little bit. What what would you want? Would you rather the magic have a top draft pick where it would ultimately in the long run make the team a lot better? Or would you rather make the play-in tournament and win games and possibly hit the playoffs? So I think, honestly, there's no way, the way that we have fallen so deep in, in, in the standings that we can make a, a run of the play-in tournament anymore. So the way, when I, when I came up with this question, the way I thought of it was, do you want to see the team progress and get better as the season, get, as the season goes on and, team, and our team gets healthy? Or... Do you prefer to see the team, maybe the guys put up big numbers, but we continue to lose and we secure a top pick? In my opinion, man, give me that little winning streak that, that makes him feel good heading to next season that proves that, hey, when healthy, we can win and beat teams when we play to our best standards and we're healthy. So, again, the lottery, the lottery last year, man, messed me up. I really thought we're going to be top three. I really thought we're going to end up with Jalen Green or Kay. Like, I was mentally ready for that. And if you don't believe me, go back to our episodes last year. Like, we were done. It was, a lock, it was locked in for us. So I don't trust the lottery anymore. I wouldn't mind the, the Magic, honestly, finishing with the fourth, fifth best odds. But again, have that good momentum heading into next season. Instead of having the best odds, ending 18 and whatever record, our guys feeling down because they couldn't win in many games this season and then letting the lottery dictate what happens to our franchise. That's my yeah, opinion. The, yeah, it's not about getting the first pick, the second pick, the third pick, the fourth pick, the 10th pick. Not that it's not important because, you know, you, you want to be able to have that franchise changing player, but unless you're, you're the player that you're drafting is a guaranteed Trey young guaranteed Luka Doncic, you know, you you would want your players that you draft pick, whoever that is and wherever they are drafted, to develop and become great players. Like, you want to be able to look down five, six, seven years down the road, and they talk about, you know, this redraft, the draft class, and that eighth pick that you drafted is now being looked at as a second, third, fourth pick. You want those things to happen, and those things happen by development. Those things happen by experience and playing in games and if the magic do go on a win streak then that means something's changed that means players are playing better that means we're staying healthy that means jonathan isaac markel Foles are really making an impact that means the team collectively becomes better and i think that you know jeff weltman in one of his um, press conferences early in the season <clears throat> said that one of the one of the focuses is to really help each player individually develop and then if you increase the skill of each player individually then it would ultimately increase the skill of the team the team would play better and i think ultimately that's that's the end goal you you want those things to happen you want the teams to to be healthy and be able to win games and and really make an impact if there's one thing that i am tired of 
is I'm tired of these teams not respecting the magic. And I think that now's the time to change those things. And if we have an opportunity to do that, then we got to. Yeah. And don't forget, I mean, you talk about Luga and, and Trey Young. Those guys were drafted third and fifth this year. The potential rookie of the year, the favorite right now, Evan Mobley. He was picked third in the draft. So, again, it's not a lock automatically by saying you had a top two, top three pick that you're going to have the best player. And that's going to be the best NBA superstar for years to come. You don't know those things. Things had to play out. The situation matters. Are they going to play the minutes right away? Look at Booknight. We wanted him so bad. Oh, my God. That was the guy we wanted at eight. And the guy's barely playing in Charlotte. So he's not developing like like he should. Um, so it's Man, situation we, we matters. Really, we really wanted Booknight. Oh, yeah, we did. We oh, really Jim. wanted Booknight. Moody, right? We wanted Moody. He's barely seeing the court. Kuminga, we thought we are going to have. He's barely seeing the court. So it's all about situation. It's all about development, like you said earlier. Those guys may be in the amazing players on the road but right now what we know is france at the moment is better than all of them and, and at the time it didn't seem that way um jalen sucks got picked fourth he's not quite playing like one right now he may get there eventually so all like you said all i'm saying is you want to lose games you want to tank that that's fine i i respect you but also understand it's a lottery like like we saw last season um i'd rather see the guys that are going to be here for years to come wendell j.i markel Jalen Suggs, heading to the next season with that pride and knowing, man, we ended the year strong. Let's make they're hungry now to work harder in the offseason and become better players because of it. Then what we saw last year, a bunch of losing at the end, and now it's not in your mind. Man, are we gonna be good enough? Can we compete at this level? That's not what you want in your culture as a team. You said the C world, the C word, the front office, they don't they don't like that, man. They don't like it. We got to change right, it. So up up ahead, man, the road trip continues. Really, really tough next few games. We got the Clippers on Saturday, Lakers on Sunday, and then we make it back home against Atlanta on Wednesday. What are your quick predictions? I think we lose against the Clippers. Um, we may beat the Lakers because we always play well for some reason in L.A. I don't know why. If Markel was playing, I would say we definitely beat the Lakers, but he's not playing, I think. And then the Hawks, I think we lose. The, the three-point shooting is, 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 I don't know why we cannot handle the Hawks. Uh, three-point shooting for some reason. Um, so I think we go one and two, maybe 0 oh and three, unfortunately. Yeah, the only game that I see us winning would be the uh, the Lakers just because they're they're just, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. They're slow, they're old. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on out there. So maybe <laughs> we can take advantage of that. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. If we can kind of edge out a win, that'd be that'd be dope, and we we definitely need the that confidence. It's like you know the Magic go on this streak of like losing, and then we get one really big win, and then the morale is all the way up, and then we start losing again. But hopefully we can take that win out. That'd be cool. That'd be a fun game to to beat the Lakers oh, in yeah. LA. We we like breaking hearts. All right, man. With that being said, really excited for these next couple of games just to kind of see how those pan out. Um, and that's that's a wrap from us, man. Appreciate you guys for listening. Catch y'all next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.